summertime outside let's see who we got here on the phone line swapping shop hey howard what time does the swapping shop start where you're talking on the air oh i'm on the holy well, shoot okay. <laughs> all right uh, hey move your car jerk. i hear people in the background yelling at you now i'm sorry i'm driving and somebody's honking at me okay hey i got stuff to sell for my wife you're blocking traffic idiot oh. beat it Hello. I got a Weston House washer. Yeah. Hey, I said, shut up. Okay. He. Uh oh, he's getting out of the car. Anyway, the washer's in good shape. Take got... this, you jerk! Hey! Ow! Oh. Oh. You should you talk on the phone and drive. All right. I guess we got a problem there. Call back there, sir, when you get when you can. Ah, that was a different call than normal. Swap and shop. Say goodbye to your windshield, sir. He's got a bad hammer. I've got road rage, and I'm pissed off. Uh-oh. All right, that's enough. Good luck, guys. All right. Ah, got to cut the language out there. Swap and shop. Hey, Howard, sorry about all the commotion there. Let me let me finally sell my wife's washing machine. As I was saying, okay. it's a Western house. Oh, Jerk. He's throwing a match in my gas tank. Oh, oh no! I need a new car. Anybody out there at Swap Shop got a car for sale? What? Idiot. Uh, all right. Must be the heat. You suppose the heat brings out that in people? Well, that looks like about it for today on Swap and Shop. Take care. Don't get too hot out there today. <laughs> Everybody, hey, hey, now. hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now.
where to start. Hey now. I think hey you now. started. <laughs> no, not done with my hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Over the weekend, I was uh, singing to my cat, Walter. I brush him. I, I made a vow to my cat, Walter. He loves to get brushed. And I said, you know what? Every day that I'm with you, I'm not going to go a day without brushing you. Because he just loves it so much. Well, that's nice. And yeah. it's a moment you two have together. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm in love with this cat. You know, his name's Walter. So, uh, and I feel bad for him. He was declawed. He he had two previous owners. They were ado- he was adopted when he was a kid. He was adopted from North Shore Animal League. The people obviously declawed him. Ugh. And, and I, they make a pact. And don't the, they sign a pact that they won't do that with the I, North Shore I Animal don't, League? I don't. Well, now it's against the law in New York State. But right. I think back then, uh, no, I don't think there was such a thing. We do that with our uh, rescue mm-hmm. and uh, adoption thing. Like Beth says, you are not allowed. And yet some people still will do it. Uh, not anymore. They can't. At least right, if they live in New York. Right, because it's against the law. Yeah. But anyway, like his story was he was adopted out as a kitten. Somebody declawed him. And I guess when they declawed him, he started to, like, every once in a while, he got upset. He would spray. Uh, but I don't know. that This is my guess. So he got returned, and then someone else took him. They returned him. I'm imagining he's such a sweet cat, but I think you know by declawing a cat, you can potentially just ruin them. Often they do change behavior. A yep. lot of times they bite. Yeah, well, they he, have different things they do. Well, he can't bite because he um, <laughs> they took away his teeth too. Because oh, no, no one ever checked him. You know, he never got an oral checkup and stuff. Oh, you could just tell he was neglected. How so dare you? he has no he has no natural defenses. He has no claws. He has no teeth. No wonder he sprays. Exactly. So he sometimes gets pissed off at the other cats and he'll do it. And I'm sure any other family would have returned him again. But Beth and I love him so much that so he sprays and you get you buy this stuff and, you, you know, it's a pain in the ass. Beth has to clean it. But, you know, it's fine. But because he's a member of the family, you put up with it. He's just like your crazy uncle who pisses on the well i'd get rid of a crazy uncle yeah well you (laughs) you would not be right with this cat but anyway you think i don't have problems with my cat i'm kidding all right so (laughs) i uh so i made a pact with him i'd brush him every time i'm with him two times a day so i'm brushing him the other day and i decided i like to talk to him while i brush him he likes it i can tell he likes it i like it we both like it. Let's suffice to say you like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the I one feel... we can prove. <laughs> and he loves his brushing routine so much that I can just show him the brush or tap the brush on the, um, where I usually brush him on the counter. Uh-huh. And uh, he comes running. Well, then maybe he does like it. Yeah, he likes it. Likes the whole thing. And so I was brushing him the other day and singing. Uh, you know, I usually sing to him, but I'm running out of different songs. I don't want to repeat my playlist. So... I was singing I Will Always Love You by uh, Dolly Parton, as sung by Whitney Houston, too. And uh, it's a difficult song. You do the Whitney Houston version. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a hybrid of the Dolly Parton version. I see. It's like, and I will always love you. I will always love you. So I was doing that. Beth quickly gets her video phone, <laughs> whatever you, you know, the iPhone <laughs> and makes a, and starts taping. I go, what the fuck? I go, you know, I feel like I'm living in a reality show because she needs stuff for her Instagram. 
because her Instagram is where we adopt out all these animals. Right. We have over a thousand rescues. So then she says, I- I'm just taping this for me. I go, oh, okay. And two seconds later, she goes, oh, it's so cute. I'm going to put it up on Instagram. I go, honey, I'm singing to a cat. I will always love you. <laughs> she goes, so what? I That's go, so cute. I don't see it that way. <laughs> But she posts it up there, and I'm like, because like she gets so upset if I don't agree. So she put that up there, and then, then we decide to go for a walk. Now, this is the weirdest thing ever. Beth has this thing; she feels her whole life this has been happening that sick animals and um, and birds. She's always sees dead birds. Like, for real, not, like, in her mind. But, she, like, we go for a walk, and there's always a dead bird. And I never even notice them. You know how they sometimes lay in there? Yeah. She sees every single one of them. And it gets her upset, gets me upset. Or if there's a sick bird, bird or some kind of sick animal, she sees it right away. So we're taking a walk, and I'm walking. I'm oblivious. I keep my I keep my focus ahead. She goes, oh, no. I go, what? Look, I go, look at what? There's a, a, a big gull, a big one. Uh, she goes, look, he, he can't move. He was alive? He was alive, just sitting there. It was a freezing cold day. This was, I think, Thursday or Friday. I don't, it might be Friday. I don't remember which. And uh, it was Friday. And uh, it was freezing out. And he's just sitting there. And I go, oh, fuck. Why do you go, oh, fuck? Because we don't... Beth is a trained rescuer, yeah. and she can j- rescue these animals, these big birds and things. So that means now we got my walk's over. Oh. Now we're springing into action. Oh my goodness! And it's almost like she, it's like these birds know to put themselves in Beth's path. It's weird, and uh, you know, and that also means I have to run home get the get kit. the rescue kit. The rescue <laughs> kit is this big giant box with a towel and and special protective gloves. Because you got to know, you really do have to know what you're doing because these birds have big beaks and they can get upset and they can do all kinds of shit. Yeah, well, if I saw you coming after me, I'd want to peck you. Exactly. (laughs) And Beth's like Dr. Doolittle. I I mean, like a super hot Dr. Doolittle. You know what I mean? With like a killer body. Are you saying the actual Dr. Doolittle wasn't hot? Not to me. (laughs) (laughs) Not as hot as Beth. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so then we get all the gear, and Beth does this thing with a towel, and she's she, so I videotaped. Then my job was to videotape it. Yes. So I videotaped, and uh, she was really nervous about this one. She for some reason, but but she swept him up. He he put up very little kind of panic. Got him in the box. Got him to the uh, doctor. He of course he, he was missing a leg. His other leg missing was, a leg. Yeah. He was missing a leg. His other leg was completely broken. He hadn't eaten probably in days or wow. weeks even. He was weak. He was covered in bird lice because when they get sick, they can't even, they can't clean themselves and, and they had to euthanize him. It was, you know, oh. yeah, he, he, he was dying, but at least he died. You know, he would have been attacked by an animal or something, but, and then the rest of the day we're depressed because we're upset. We feel bonded to this animal and we saved him. And I don't know. My, it's like, like I'm living on a farm or something. You don't need a farm. You see animals everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> don't ask what's going on. 
And then we have adoptions. And most of our adopters are really good people. But every once in a while, you get a fucking asshole. Even with your strict screening, yeah. you can find an asshole. Oh, yeah. You can, you'll find assholes. <laughs> you know, like people who go, uh, like even people who want to adopt an animal, and they go, well, I got to go on vacation in a week. Can you hold the animal? I'm like, we're not a boarding house. Like, like if you got to go on vacation, so what are you going to do in a year from now when you have to go on vacation? What are you going to bring the animal to my house? It's your animal. Go figure it out. Take care. Yeah, I mean, what do you do with your children? Exactly. You don't take yeah. Them back to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys have to hang out here for two weeks. We, we have a <laughs> we have some commitments. Yeah, people lose that concept. Or like, oh, you know, my baby's allergic. No, 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 they're not. You're just using it as an excuse. You can tell a lot. Not allergic. Anyway, I I woke up on. Um, Thursday morning on a real high after the Hillary Clinton interview because uh, first, here's how my day went. I really was really pleased with that Hillary Clinton interview because I'd wanted her on the show for so long. I'm a big Hillary fan. And I know a lot of people were always like, oh, I don't like Hillary. And I'd not ask them why. And they'd go like, oh, emails, emails, or some fucking dumb shit like Benghazi, that. Benghazi, emails. Benghazi, emails. Right. That's what I hear. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, go read a newspaper, you fuck. Yeah, you don't even know where Benghazi mm-hmm. is. Right. You worry about Benghazi. Worry about Saudi Arabia. But uh, anyway, you know, I was excited about having her on. You know how hard I tried to get her on. But I felt really great. Like, I, I've said this to Robin privately, but I said, you know, when I was sitting there with her, interviewing her, it's like I didn't want to leave her orbit. I just enjoyed be, ha- having a discussion with her, hearing about her life. In fact, I'm so neurotic, I went home and I wrote 50 more questions in case she ever came back because... I have so many questions about somebody who, whose family has achieved so much uh, power and prestige and accomplishments. There's so many things. Like, I really, I didn't, I honest to God did not realize that the interview had gone two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. I, when I walked out and looked at her, you know, sitting on the couch for the first time, I said, you now hold the record for the longest yeah. interview ever. And she said, really? Because she didn't realize how long it had gone. Yeah, it was great. I, I, I just really enjoyed having her on the show. And I woke up Thursday morning and my wife, um, I was doing my Peloton first thing. And my wife was like, couldn't wait for me to finish because she had just read the New York Post. And Maureen Callahan, who um, uh, writes a column for the Post, had written this whole really wonderful article about it. And uh, and Maureen Callahan, as far as I can tell, is not some super fan of mine. She she wrote two articles that were scathing about me. <laughs> but I was really kind of uh, moved that the New York Post would acknowledge this interview as something important and, and worthwhile. And that put me in a good mood. And then I, saw, I turned on uh, TV from the um, – I saw the Brian Williams uh, piece that he did on it. And then CNN had a whole discussion about Hillary being here, and they felt that she had come off so well. And what might have been had she done it in 2016. And, uh, you know, the whole experience was really great. Yeah, it was really all over. There wasn't a place you could go that people weren't talking about it. Yeah, it was really kind of cool. So and and also thank you for all the nice uh, fan feedback. I got so many different tweets and emails. Uh, Howard, this was an incredible interview with Hillary. We will never know. But I believe she was on your show before the election. She would have been elected president. Um, Hillary Clinton was so humanized by this interview. Um, this has to be the best interview I've ever heard on the show or ever done. You were able to bring out Mrs. Clinton's personality, but 
Hillary came off so personable, likable, funny. Um, it, it was just one thing after another, and people really, uh, really, I think, got a sense of her public service and humanity. And uh, even a, a couple of uh, listeners whose opinions were changed. I'm a staunch conservative fan since the 90s. I've always hated Hillary, but you completely changed my opinion of her. I can't wait to buy her new book. She was totally disarmed by you. Thank you for being, or thank you for having the best interview of all time. Uh, Howard, as a loyal Republican, I found I found this to be one of my favorite interviews you've ever done. I've always known what a bright and intelligent woman Hillary Clinton is, but I never knew how personable she could be. As a person, I appreciate her a lot more. Thank you. And so I have to say, for a, for a brief day there, I was happy. Uh, uh, you you actually experienced happiness yeah i felt like um mr spock on star trek when remember for like one episode a, a year when he, he would go from emotions. well he would go into something called pon uh what the hell was it called pon oh god when he when his biology would make him actually feel things yeah yeah pon far pon far that's right pon far mr spock went through pon far acting like you don't know fred yeah <laughs> Alex, I'll take Mr. Spock for a hundred. What is Ponfar? <laughs> All right, there was a lot of, uh, but anyway, I was really just very moved by her appearance here, and I, I loved it. What can I say? I had a, I had a really good day on Friday, just thinking about it, and um, a lot of people on TV and stuff were talking about it and really liked it. The only one who um, was seemed to be perplexed was Sean Hannity on Fox. <laughs> yeah, he was confused by the whole thing. He was confused that I liked Hillary Clinton. That was the weirdest thing because I'm sitting there listening to this guy and he's acting as if he knew you. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, it was um, Sean's confused. He says the Howard I know would like a disruptor. And Donald Trump is a disruptor. And I got to tell you, the, the Howard the I know. The guy I know would have been for for Trump. That's what he said. And I, and I, and I was like, no, no, no. I, then you don't know me, Sean, because. I was like, when did he know you? I don't know. But I guess <laughs> he was a fan. He listens. And I, I and then quite frankly, I like orderliness. I don't like chaos. I, I like having. Um, um, you strong, have not changed. I love a strong chain of command. And in fact, even the way, you know, I do business, even though we have a, a radio show that's that's very, very sort of, uh, you could almost say chaotic, there's an organization behind it. But my point is, I mean, I'm listening to this guy and he's like, I don't know who this Howard is. He's changed. It's like, Howard hasn't changed. Yeah, he's like, Stern asking, this is a little ironic, did Lindsey Graham sell his soul? The guy I grew up listening to, Howard Stern, to me, would have supported Donald Trump, not Hillary Clinton, and probably wouldn't be at Hampton's polo matches and parties. Not sure why Howard hates Trump and loves her. Makes no sense. That's not the guy I grew up listening to. Well, first of all, he also doesn't know me. And look at him. He's got gray hair. He didn't grow up listening to him. First of all, I did. he probably grew up at polo matches. <laughs> I, I I don't go to polo matches and yeah I have a house in the Hamptons I mean I get that the people seem when they want to attack me they go he has a house in the Hamptons I know this was the Bill O'Reilly yeah. thing too yeah. by the way Bill O'Reilly has a house in the Hamptons right he was out there with <laughs> you but complaining about he you doing it yeah he literally said oh you have a house in the Hamptons and I go don't you you go to no boo <laughs> and I said didn't I see you there <laughs> why is it why is it I, I don't know I've made some money I I kind of want to have a nice house can't you eat nice food and have a nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely a sellout. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to go to McDonald's to somehow relate to you, Bill O'Reilly. 
but anyway, I don't, you know, and also this notion that I hate Donald Trump because I like Hillary. That's exactly what's wrong with our country. Right. Again, yeah. you don't, those two things don't have to be exclusive together. You can't, you can like a lot of people. Yeah. I don't hate Donald Trump at all. I'm just, I, my politics align with Hillary Trump, Hillary, Hillary Trump, with <laughs> Hillary Clinton. And, and, um, and I had to tell Donald that when Donald. And you happen to admire her accomplishment. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, hate Trump. I, I, I've hung out with Trump and had a lot of good times with the guy. Um, I, I don't hate him, but I didn't tell him to run for president. I didn't know that was part of the deal, that if you know somebody, you have to vote for them for president. It it, it doesn't work that way. President's a pretty important thing for this country, and I do care about a lot of issues that Hillary kind of gets. And uh, I don't know, I, it, this idea that, like on Fox News, they, they attack you. So I had Hillary Clinton on. Sean would have Hillary Clinton on, too. Well, he would have asked her all the tough questions. Right, right, right. He would have like attacked her for Monica Lewinsky. Would it, you know, I mean, I've seen that already. I, I'm not, I just wanted to talk to this woman about her life, about her, how her, I mean, I could have talked to her for an hour just about what it was like for her to get into Yale Law School as a woman. I don't know. Everything about that woman fascinates me. I like her. Again, but I'm not. I'm not here to do Benghazi, Benghazi, Whitewater. Where's the server? Where's the emails? Right. I leave that to Sean. When she told the story about sitting there waiting for the test, yeah, and guys catcalling and saying you don't belong here. It was a great story. But how, how do you maintain some kind of an attitude that she's despicable? Yeah, when you see what she's gone through to get where she is. Yeah, it's really weird. But anyway, uh, so some of the coverage was really kind of cool. Um, a lot of people really liked hearing what George W. Bush said to Hillary after Trump's inauguration speech. Brian Williams played it on MSNBC, and he was really surprised they didn't uh, edit out the word shit. I'm actually glad they didn't, but uh, this was kind of funny. For good measure, she then talked about what it was like attending Donald Trump's inaugural address carnage in the street and the dark dystopian vision i was sitting there like just wow couldn't believe it. and george w bush says to me well that was some weird shit wow <laughs> thought we were going to bleep that and with that that is no. our broadcast so he goes i, I, I thought, thought we were going to bleep that i thought we were going to bleep that as for this wednesday night <laughs> thought we were going to bleep that and with that that is our broadcast for this wednesday night yeah he didn't know I think you're on cable at 11 o'clock at night. You don't have to bleep it. CNN. Yeah, it's not 6 o'clock on NBC like it used to be. Yeah, I think he <laughs> pretends he's still on NBC <laughs> at 6 o'clock. And what else? I thought this piece on CNN was great. A lot of reporters and pundits agreed with me that Hillary should have done this interview during the 2016 campaign. Uh, Dana Bash of CNN was amazed at how human she sounded. It was really, uh, I watched this piece. I thought it was great. Why didn't she do this in 2016? First of all, let's just say, wow. Yeah. Wow. I could watch that over and over again. Because that is the Hillary Clinton that if you get a little bit of, you know, private time with him, Absolutely. with her that you see, and you certainly hear from all of her friends who yeah. want to sit back, have a glass of wine, maybe a little vodka, and she can... 
talk about things and be more open. If Hillary Clinton did that, to your point, yeah. in 2016, we could be having a whole different discussion right now because she was a human being. She allowed her humanity to come forward. Yeah, I felt really, I'm telling you, I was on a real high. Well, watching. that was what you always wanted. Yeah. And I, and I, I just was on a high that people. They were, got it. They got it and they were enjoying it. Um, there was a woman on uh, Dagan McDowell. Uh, is that a woman, Dagan McDowell? Yes. Yeah, Dagan McDowell is a host on Fox Business Network. And she was really amazed how real, you know, Hillary was. So people were getting it. She was frank and direct and funny and real in that Howard Stern interview. And a lot of that goes to the credit of Howard Stern, who yeah. is clear, really the best interviewer he brings in, me, in media. Yeah. I'm a huge Howard Stern fan. Maureen Callahan in the New York Post writes the, the says that very thing. Hillary Clinton drops biggest hint yet that she's mulling a 2020 presidential run. But again, he covered a lot of topics that she, and she cracked jokes. Uh, I thought I'd come on and cough some more, she said. <laughs> it, it seemed to me watching as much of this interview as I got to watch that she gets bad advice from her handlers that that if they just you know what the more you try to be likable the less real that you seem well you know I'll tell you in 2016 when I tried to get Hillary on when she was running um, I don't blame Hillary so much I mean again I don't know what got to her and what didn't but I remember uh, I had a whole bunch of people on my behalf contacting the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, and uh, they just summarily rejected the idea of her coming on here. I don't even know that they went to her with her, but with it. But I knew a lot of people who knew her or were around the campaign, and I asked them to put in a good word and maybe suggest this, but uh, to no avail. But as Hillary said, it is a good lesson. She said, I, I regret not using the media more by not doing everything. And so, you know, I, I would suggest whoever is a candidate, because Trump understood, go everywhere. Just get all the free TV attention you can get. Forget t he was on podcast, right. anything that had any kind of audience at all. That's right. That's right. He's now talking to Bill O'Reilly, who's in his basement somewhere. <laughs> In a basement in hiding, <laughs> in a secret basement that only Trump and Bill O'Reilly know about. Um, then there were a lot of conservatives that did not like my interview because they felt when Hillary was coughing, I should have asked her why she was coughing. What? Yeah. Oh, in the midst of coughing. Yeah. I, my 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 attitude was, hey, she's having. Uh, I've had guests before who have to clear their throat or something. And what I did was I kind of vamped until I saw that she was uh, out of trouble. And uh, the coughing continue. I probably would have taken a commercial break. I didn't realize that that was a test. But, you know, you know it's so weird. But what it did was it, it, um, it got a lot of discussion going. So I was really pleased and really thrilled about um, the article uh, Maureen wrote and also the uh, various discussions on CNN and even on Fox Business. And I even I even liked uh, Sean Hannity talking about it, and I liked even these conservatives talking about it. It, it. it inspired a lot of conversation. So I was on a high the complete weekend from the Hillary uh, experience, if you will. So anyway, I'm so glad she came on. 
I hope she is too. I hope she had a great weekend. Yeah. As well. Yeah, I was wondering. I was sitting at home wondering about that. I wonder, like, if Bill listened. I wonder if they had any discussion about it. Uh, Who knows? Yeah, Bobo. I don't know how. Did you end up setting up series for your parents for that interview because you said no? In fact, um, they didn't have it. I wanted my parents to hear it, but they refused to let me put a computer in. So I don't even know how to like get it to them. And so, well, a lot of smart TVs, uh, you know, you could have Sirius on the television. I, Robin, you know what? You know what? Though, here I'm going to be totally uh, transparent okay. with you. <laughs> I, I, you know, in a way, like my parents not having Sirius has been a bit of a godsend. <laughs> like I don't need them listening. You know. Sometimes my mother would get charged up or my father and it would be positive. You know, it'd be yeah. like, yeah, hey, we love, you know, we love Hillary Clinton, blah, 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 blah. But then like some other thing would go down and it's like my mother wouldn't understand why you're saying that, you know, and I, I don't want to be analyzed by mm-hmm. my parents. So in a way, it's kind of nice that they don't have it. But if it was on their TV, I bet you they couldn't work it. Somebody would have to work it for oh, them. Oh, that's the other thing. They will not learn. I want to teach them how to work the DVR. <laughs> and I have a woman that comes in and helps them. Yes. And I even said, why did you let me teach her how to DVR? No, we don't want my... I don't even understand. I, am I going to get so old? Let's say I live long enough. Am I going to get to the point where I don't... Like, like, like it makes no sense to me. I go, Mom, let, let, let this woman... I don't want to give her a name. But, but this woman... Let her, uh, she comes in, she, she helps them and checks them out. And, and I go, let her DVR. No, your father and I don't want that. I go, but, but the T, it's, it's, you're trying to explain how easy DVR is. Right. Like you just have to, no, I'm telling you, we do not want that. And then I think about, it, I go, what, what am I doing? They seem to be just fine. Why am I fighting with her about, Technology. Well, you well, probably to have in your mind that if it if she knew how easy it was, then she would be happy with it. Yeah, because like, okay, so I was watching the CNN. Like, I didn't like the Maureen Callahan article. I wanted my my dad reads every newspaper and stuff. I don't know if he gets the post anymore. Uh huh. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll send them this. If any other person has a phone, you'd have to you, send it by carrier pigeon. Well, then I contacted. <laughs> uh, well, well, this. So then I'm watching CNN. And they're having this fabulous, like, 10-minute discussion, 15-minute discussion about the Hillary Clinton interview. I go, my father and mother would get a charge out of this. How could they see this? So then I realized, the woman who checks on them, I'll send it to her on her phone, and and she could show it to them. Well, about two hours later, I get the phone call. Howard. Howard, are you there? Mom, what's wrong? Because it always sounds like something terrible has happened. No matter, even if my mother had good news, like I, you know, like they but, just hit the know, lottery. Howard, Howard, are you there? Yeah, sometimes she doesn't know if I, like when I pick up, she thinks it's a voice message. Oh, or, okay. Howard. Or sometimes it, she gets my voicemail and it's like, Howard, call me. And then you hear a clunk and you go, "Uh oh, this is it. (laughs) Something happened to my dad or my mother's in the hospital. You know what I mean? When you get to that age, you you just think it's always a crisis. Yeah. I've never been through this before. But that just that that voice on the phone is like, 
I'm like, it just doesn't sound like anything good. Then I call up and she goes, you sent us a TV show. I know, yeah, from CNN. What'd you think? Listen, we tried to watch it. It's too small, and your father <laughs> and I can't hear it on there. But what I, were I, they watching it on? On a phone. Because I, I sent it, I forwarded it to the woman's phone. Oh. So, But it looks wonderful. And you had good time with Hillary. And uh, we just can't see it. I go, oh, you know, I, gee, I, so she goes, what, what happened with Hillary? What did she talk about? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I would love to just send you. It was a very long conversation. Yes. Well, we don't have that. I said, no, I said, I, if you had a computer, I could send you. <laughs> this is how I talk. I, if the, just to let me put a computer. It's not a big deal. We don't want a computer. And I know my father would love it because he could get free porn. Oh, like, my, I know my God. Would he really know how to do that? Well, I know, well my dad, I know, loves porn. You and, do know that? Yeah. You know, I snooped around as a kid. You know, he, he would have his little stash. But he never had, like, porn videotapes, did he? Nah, you know. <laughs> Although I used to give him some. I felt bad oh, for the money. did you? I got this old bag. Like, like, when they had their VCR, I go, Dad, I get all this porn here. You want some? And uh, he, he took it. <laughs> Listen, I know, he, oh, wow. I know my mother's not, uh, my what? mother's not banging him, you know. <laughs> and he probably still has some desire. I don't know about now, but I mean, look, I'm going back 25 years. Yeah. You know, he's probably in his 60s or, you know, whatever. I'm sure he was beating his meat. <laughs> you got that pun. <laughs> he never asked for any, but you. No, no, I gave it to him and he took it. <laughs> Look, he's a man. Let's be real. Well, when does he get away from her to watch it? Oh my, I can't well, even imagine. I don't it. know what he did. Why don't Why don't you go somewhere? Why don't you go shopping? <laughs> why do you want me to go shopping? Don't you have to go see my daughter? <laughs> well, you'll come with me. I don't feel good. <laughs> see him pulling his pants down in front of the TV. <laughs> That's what life comes down to, by the way. Wow. Eating and pulling your pants down when 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 some when, when you're alone. And smacking that thing I around. I can't even imagine. Uh, if she walked in on him. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was gonna jerk off this weekend, but I didn't. Because I was thinking maybe at night Beth will want to have sex and I gotta uh -huh. have one, you know, I gotta be chambered up. <laughs> And then we, we were so tired at the end of the night that we would go to fall asleep. And I go, I should have jerked off. Oh, dear. Yeah. Beryl, what's with all that lotion? <laughs> Is your skin itchy? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I uh, I don't know, man. I, I So I really wanted them to see the Hillary yeah. Clinton thing, but I couldn't figure out a way to get it to them. Like, even what if they had... What? What about your sister Ellen? What about her? Did she, did she see it? Did she? Yeah, you know the first email I got right after we got off the air on Wednesday. Uh huh. Uh, was my sister. Oh. And she never writes me about something. You know, like yeah. You know, she doesn't need to do that. And but she was just like, oh wow, I was riveted. I I. 
That's great. Yeah. And uh, my sister, um, and then sent me a picture. I didn't know my sister had met Hillary Clinton. She had been at a, a dinner or something huh. when, when she worked in the government. She worked in the Pataki administration, right? And she, um, and and she had a picture with Hillary. She sent me, but um, yeah. So yeah, I heard from my sister right away. But there's just no way for my parents to actually see the Hillary Clinton interview. With all this availability of communication, you can't nah, communicate nah, with you can't, them. Unless we go to smoke signals. <laughs> so you had a good time with Hillary, huh? I said to your father, always with Howard, there's something going on. I said that to him. Yeah, yeah, there is something going on. I, I would like to share it with you, but I don't know how to get it to you. That's all right. We know. You're busy with your things. Oh dear! <laughs> I go, mom. I'm thinking of coming out. I'm thinking of coming to see him this week. You know, I always try to plan a little. I what I try to do is surprise visit them. Oh really? Yeah, because I really want to see what's going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you're doing spa checks. Yeah, uh, thank you. Wait, wait, you know, had your parents lived, well, you wouldn't have done a spa check. But I'm saying, you know. I got to do a spot check to see right. what's doing. Yeah, just make sure everything's on the open up. So I kind of sneak up on them. I go like like five minutes or ten minutes before I get to their place. I go, Mom, I'm ten minutes away. I'm coming over. Ah, uh, I'm in my pajamas. Ma, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> well, we have to meditate and we have our routine. All right, I'll put some clothes on. You don't even have to. So I don't even know how to show it to them. but Well, I know how to show it to them. I'll talk to you about it. You got an idea? Yeah. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Where's dad, mom? He's uh, in a room uh, masturbating. Oh, <laughs> oh. Geez. he's watching a video. <laughs> Some video you gave him. A <laughs> hundred years ago. <laughs> All right, Bobo, thank you. Yeah. Hey, Howard, did you happen to catch Jennifer Lopez on SNL? I did. She was really hot. 50 well, years old, she looks great. It happened to be very funny, actually. You know, people uh, always talk about the uneven performances in Saturday You like that episode. I thought the, the sketches she was in were good. There were a couple yeah. of good sketches there. No? You didn't like? I, eh, I wasn't. No. I thought it was so funny when she was um, the sister and uh, she's super that hot. That was the one good sketch. And then the one where... Uh, uh, there was a couple. The, you like the Christmas Carol one where they were? Oh, no. I like the one with Pete Davidson when he's um, her roadie. Uh, it was okay. Oh, I thought that was funny. No? It didn't. No, I liked it. Really? I, you know. Wow. I, I was. It was okay. Yeah. Well, listen. You know. She looks amazing for 50. I got to say, she sure does. Yeah. But, you know, she definitely Botoxes. I didn't see a wrinkle in that forehead. You know, well, I, I don't saying, know if she Botoxes. I was saying to the guy, you don't do anything, do you? No. Because, uh, you know, your your skin looks really good. And, you know, son of a gun. Uh, you look young. Uh, uh, <laughs> you really do. Sorry for, for vomiting. On well, me. I have to say, the other day I was at a doctor's office. Yeah. And the doctor did a double take when he looked at my age. Who was that, said, Dr. Lenny Dykstra? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, wow, I, I you really, I, he said, I had to check your birth date. Yeah, because you don't have any, like, like you I don't have really a. I was really surprised about your age. Under your eyes, you don't have anything weird and you don't have any wrinkles in your forehead. Go like this. Let me see. 
Like, you're yeah, what do you want me to do? I don't really? have wrinkles. No, you don't. Do your boobs sag? I mean, a little bit, but, you know, they were fixed, so let, they let don't see go those. far. Let me see those things. <laughs> let me see those pontoons. Uh, for another day. <laughs> another day. Another day. Jeez. But, <laughs> see those things. No, but, I mean, you really, you, you know, and I'm thinking about it, I said, I'm so lucky I'm a guy because, although I know guys who do weird shit, but, like, my uh, like now my eyelids are almost completely covering my eyes <laughs> and oh, my dear. my neck's all saggy and you know i i mean i'm an older man and like i'm not going to do anything about it i'm not going to go get like some kind of surgery fuck that you know i'm just a dude and i'm getting laid you know what i'm saying like sure. what do why, I, why do you need it you you got everything you want my fans already know what i look like they've accepted me for what i am <laughs> you know what i mean and so, Father, t- Father Time, you can't do nothing about it. You think it Father Time? Uh, where did you Father hear time. that, Bobo? I've never heard that expression. <laughs> I'll tell you time did you this. make that up? No. Well, you know what? You're actually wrong. If you remember Superman, he used to fly around the Earth backwards and and, and turn back time. And turn back time. You can do something about it if you if you have superpowers. But I. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, thank God, I'm a dude because, like, I was looking in the mirror this morning. My eyelids now are, are drooping over my eye. Like I almost like I have a point you with the eye. You think so? Yeah, I know. So look at it. I'm, you know, I'm like, where is Robin? Like, I, like, like if I did this, I could see. You know, I, I, people have like an eye lift and stuff. Right. But I'm a dude. I'm a dude. I'm not gonna sit. There. And believe me, ladies, you should do the same fucking thing. Well, that's what, you know, again, this woman who's dating Keanu Reeves is back in the news. I mean, people can't believe she let her hair go gray. Yeah. And now she's explaining to people why she did. Oh, this is crazy, Robin. Look what's who's on the phone. Who? Since we had the Hillary Clinton interview, Bernie Sanders wants Uh-oh. to ask why he can't be interviewed. Bobo, I got to go. I got to take this. Okay, man. Senator Sanders, hi. Howard, I am dying to get an interview with you. Actually, I'm literally dying. I know. Well, <laughs> listen. It it really was. I just was. I wanted to just get to know Hillary the person. I wasn't like doing a political. It's been a interview. long time. Uh, yeah, fantasy of yours to have yeah. her on. I don't want to start interviewing all the different candidates. Oh please, I'll do anything. I'll ride the Sibian. I'll, I'll interview Wendy about what's in her diaper. <laughs> really? Yes, I'll guess what's in Sal's foreskin, and I'll pour Manischewitz wine into Richard's asshole. All right, listen to me, Senator. Wait a minute, he's offering some interesting uh, it, things. I would love to do. It. Okay, I'll have you in. If you, but you got to understand what you got to do. Sal's going to hide stuff in the pouch of his foreskin on his penis, and then you have to rub his penis to feel what the, the object is so you can guess. You understand? You have to touch it. I am 99% <laughs> sure that 40% of your audience will love that. Yeah, I, I, well, I'll tell you what. You come in here and fondle uh, Sal's <laughs> penis and play what's in the pouch, I guarantee you you'll get a ton of votes. I, I could even let Fred fist me like one of his puppets. <laughs> Would you actually pour uh, alcohol or beer or wine into Richard's asshole? Yes, absolutely. And I'll put my mouth around that cheese-filled penis. Wow. You'll blow Sal. Yes, and I'll smell Richard's yeasty taint. Wow. Wow. You really want to be on the show. 99% of Sal's pouch is cock cheese. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> You're right. The 1% that isn't is, is, is hardly noticed. I am desperate, Howard. Please, I need to get some more votes. 
Yeah, I hear you. I tell you, it is so brutal now. There's so many candidates on the Democratic side. And, you know, I even noticed a lot of your kind of ideas that you started. Everybody's grabbing them. Everyone's grabbing them, I got to say. Yes, they're all taking what works. And I have to tell you, I, I it, it's making me fucking excited <laughs> because now I know people are listening, but they're not really talking about me that much. <laughs> yeah, I know. No one's talking yeah, about you. What happened? Right now, I am about... At 19%. Elizabeth Warren is 22%, and 22% minus 19% equals 3%. And that is the percentage she is ahead of me. Now, Amy Klobuchar, she's at, what, was she, did she, she even in the thing? I don't even know anymore. I am just, I'm just happy to be alive. Well, I saw you uh, responded to the Hillary Clinton interview, and you said, I'm sorry that Hillary Clinton is returning to, uh, is, you know, returning to 2016, and she can't get over it. I Oh, yeah, yeah. Bernie. Yeah. Yes, well, listen, you know, I'm, I'm going through a lot of issues right now, and, you know, the fact that she would say those things about me, it makes me bitter. I am very bitter. Right. But I guarantee you, if I am president of the United States, 99% of those who wanted to vote for Hillary will probably think about a candidate who could beat Trump, and hopefully well, that... I, listen, I don't really want to get into having all the candidates on. It's really not a political show. You know, we like interviewing Wendy the Slow Adult and, and this kind of thing. Yeah, our best interviews are with High Pitch Eric. And... Right. We'd like to weigh him. And Listen, t- uh, I just t- want to be back on your show. I'll even sing a Robin song. <laughs> really? You got one? Uh, uh, Robin, Robin, love your tits, your tits are the tits. I could sing a song, and that's about it. Uh, God, I really need to work on that. Please, I'll work on it, and I'll sing But it's anything. also supposed to be a song parody, like take a, a Yeah, we need to know the tune. Right. Well, all I know is that I want 100% of Robin's tits. All and right. I will, I will work about 50% of the time that I have on a parody song all right. to make sure. Thank you, Senator Sanders. He loves those percentages. Yeah, he, he's very into percentages. That's what got him to where he is, talking about the 1%. But uh, if he would pour stuff into Richard's asshole and play uh, Guess What's in Sal's Cock pouch, uh, I think I would have him in. So I'm going to talk out. Talk to him about that. All right. I don't know how that translates into votes, but we shall see. We shall see. What the fuck is going on here? I don't know. I can hear people. Let me see. Yes, Michael, in Florida. Hey, Howard, great to talk to you. Um, since the interview with Hillary was so successful, I was wondering if any of the current crop of Democratic uh, presidential candidates have been in touch with you. Yes, but not since Hillary, before Hillary. Yeah, people have been asking. A lot of people want to come okay. on, and it's not. And some of these people I really like. It's just I don't want to go down that path where... You know, all of a sudden, it's like it's this. a political show. Yeah, I mean, maybe when they select somebody, then we'll get into it. Although I got to admit, I'd be curious to talk to Mayor Pete, but not about politics so much, but about his life. He, I mean, this fucking guy's done it all at such a young age. Not only is he a mayor, but the but the dude, what, what was it? Harvard he went to. Then he and and then he goes into the military. I mean, how many Harvard grads volunteer for the military? Probably zero. <laughs> And then he's gay, and then he's got to figure out when to come out. And well, you know, wasn't he also a Rhodes Scholar? I thought he was a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, what a guy! I mean, forget about whether he's president or not. What a fucking human being! 
Could you tell us any of the people who contacted with you uh, contacted you? Uh, would that be fair? Well, you did mention one already. Who? Amy. Yeah, I met Amy Klobuchar back at um, on on the Bill Maher show, and 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 she was very desirous of coming in, and uh, she didn't ask me if she could come in or not, but she. She seemed like she'd be open to it. Mm -hmm. So I, I shouldn't say that she actually requested to come in. She didn't. She just wanted to say hello, which I thought was cool. And she didn't actually, she was nice enough not to put me on the spot uh, and say, Hey, can I come in on your right. show? So actually she was pretty cool about it. And, uh, but th there's been one or two candidates that have asked to come in, but I, and I, and I just don't want to get into like, cause what am I going to do? Am I going to sit there and, cause, then you have to sit there and grill them and ask them, you know, policy and all this other stuff. That's what they want to talk about. And I don't know. Just doesn't seem. Would you ever consider uh, interviewing uh, some of the people who dropped out, like Kamala Harris? I, I mean, yeah, if there's something interesting happening. I'll tell you how we book guests for the show. It's got to be somebody I'm interested in. That's it. And then sometimes it's some, sometimes I'll even have people I'm not that interested in, but I know that most of the world is interested in them. So that's it. Yeah. I don't want to turn into like MSNBC or Fox. Just News. interviewing everybody. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. It's just not my thing. I mean, I, if I was on a different show, like if, if, if ABC hired me to be a correspondent type, then okay. There was a point where ABC was going to, years ago, was going to, they offered me the job to actually become like their Barbara Walters kind of thing. And I guess then I would interview the candidates and do a special or something like that, but not on this show. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I've been a fan for a long, long time. I'm a meditator too, and, and I really appreciate everything you're doing. Thanks, Michael. There you go. Guy likes what we're doing. Well, that's nice. By the way, did you see 60 Minutes last night? No. It was your topic, Howard. What was it? it there's a guy, I know his last name was Church. He's a geneticist. Yeah. And he helped to unlock the human genome and, and, you know, figure out what was in there. And now he's working on reversing aging. Nah, it's too late. What? You know, we're not, it's not going to happen. I said reversing. I know, but 70. We're not, you know, when are they going to kind of do this already? Well, 69. he said it's already available to rats. <laughs> yeah, it's always rats. I remember that they found tons of cures of cancer in rats, and then you never hear it, right? Remember, like, I would say oh, yeah. 20 years oh, ago, yeah. you were rats doing the news. Rats were being cured of everything. Right, rats. It's easy to cure a rat. <laughs> Evidently. But this guy was saying some interesting things. They could actually make your organs younger. Let's do it. Well, how so, do you do it? Well, uh, you have to add new genes and and all right, uh, I'm DNA. Up Let's go. So that you know, because that's what's wearing out your ability to create the DNA that you need to have uh, young organs. You know, and they also talked about the growing the organs on the pigs and stuff like that. Right. And um, you know, everything's you know ten years away. Ten years ten away. Years. Ten years away. But my question still is, and they never. First of all, 
one question they didn't ask was, is this avoiding death? Are we going to keep people alive forever? Yeah. They never asked that question. Well, just important people like me. People need the show. They've got to keep me alive. Secondly, he's hoping that people will uh, use this ethically, this technology he's created. We don't need a younger Benji. Let's be honest. Let's vote on this now. Really? We're going right. to we're going to out select Benji. Right. We're going to we're going to you're going to let me select who gets to live longer. <laughs> because that's the question. It's yeah. like when you know, he said I hope this technology will be available to everyone, not just people who can afford it. Listen, I've been and that we be, we understand that diversity is good. And I was like, well, you're barking up the wrong tree. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, people who know me and my, you know, people in my personal life know that I've been into this stuff for a long time. As Robin points out, you know, I've I've been in, bathing in the blood of infants <laughs> since the 90s. And uh, I, I don't really feel that different. I, it's supposed to work, but I don't see. Right. He's talking about real stuff, right. not these gimmicks that people are Fred, using. Fred's very hung up on this. He's been injecting himself with rat blood <laughs> uh, for the last four years. <laughs> but those rats weren't treated with anything. I, I, that's what I said. <laughs> Keep getting my head stuck in the trap. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's interest. And he's working on now... Uh, a thing that would eliminate our susceptibility to all viruses. Well, that I like. That I like. So no more colds and right. flu and mm. any of that stuff. Who is this guy? You know, I'm, I gotta tell you, here's a guy. I don't know his name. You, you, you probably don't remember it either, even though you saw the report. You know, well, but, I was, I didn't know what he was going to say until he said it. But here's a guy we got to keep, you know, we got to keep him safe. If this guy truly, knows how to reverse aging and knows how to get rid of viruses. This is an important guy. Him and uh, Dr. Now from uh, My 600-Pound Life. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, we're talking about how certain people have all this uh, genius, but, you know, they still have flaws. He's a, um, He has narcolepsy. Yeah. So while he's talking to, you know, his students or whatever, he can just go to sleep. Oh, yeah. And then wake up in the middle of whatever sentence he was. That's great. And complete the sentence also. But the sleep gives him new ideas, you yeah. know, because he went to sleep with that thought in his mind. We should so, make him whack pack. So he's trying to say, yeah, you don't want to eliminate everything because look at what happens for me. I don't sleep in large spurts, but I can fall asleep at any time. Wow. That's fascinating. Well, I got to tell you. I'm watching this show on Netflix. They got to start reading the scripts before they approve. <laughs> I never saw a show like this. It was driving me nuts. By the way, it's about 12 episodes and I'm watching. I, I, I can't stop watching it, but it really is ridiculous. They got a new show on Netflix called um, The V Wars or something. It's with Ian Samohander. Remember Ooh. Ian Samohander? No. He, he's a guy, young, good looking guy. Looks like a Rob Lowe type. He was on the Vampire Diaries. This poor son of a bitch. They, you know, the Vampire Diaries are no longer on. But now he's on a show on Netflix with vampires. I go, this motherfucker can't get away from vampires. <laughs> Maybe he is a vampire. I swear to God, every fucking show with this guy is a vampire. But all right, look, he's working and he's probably happy he's working. There's a lot of unemployed actors. Yes. 
This show is making me mental. Where did you find this one? Netflix. I'm telling you, no one's reading the scripts. They're in such a war to make sure that they have content that they're literally. I'm going to send a script, but it's not going to say anything. I'm just going right. to gonna put have a cover on. Just it. have a title, right? They're going to produce it. <laughs> so it's called V Wars, I think. I don't even know what it's called. The V something. The fuck? I wrote it down somewhere. It's V Wars. V Wars, right? So listen to this. This guy, Ian Samalhander. I think that's how you say his name. He's a doctor. And he's the most brilliant doctor ever lived. And he looks like Rob Lowe. So you can imagine this guy gets tons of pussy. Sure, all doctors look like Rob. Yeah, right. You, you, you go to your doctor, you're like, what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, Ian Samohander, is a doctor, good-looking guy. And uh, a vampire vi virus breaks out. You understand? Oh, that's what his name is. I'm looking at him now. I never knew his name. Ian Salamander. <laughs> he looks like he could fuck. Ian what? Salamander. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, this guy. So, a vampire. I'm not going to give you the whole story, but the vampire virus breaks out. He's the only one who has a handle on the virus. In other words, he's so brilliant.